0: episode 16 of the hockey collective show nick and tyler here max got a couple of games this weekend ty haven't seen you since before christmas how you been brother yeah
1: i've been good man you've been uh, traveling the world i feel like you were down south in the united states having a great time but uh, i've been good i guess a little sad now that we're into the new year and the world juniors are over but it's going to be fun to talk about it and it just means the nfl playoffs are on the horizon they sure are they sure are and like you said it was quite the tournament man i mean i want to start on
0: that obviously i got the canada hat on here we're going to talk a fair bit about our canadians but man this was an unreal tournament top to bottom start to finish good teams good players close competition we had upsets throughout what are your main takeaways from the tournament and who really stood out to you
1: yeah i guess the main takeaway is that it's just one of the more exciting tournaments we've had in the last decade and It's kind of weird because five months ago at the end of the summer, we had a tournament and it just felt really, really weird. Yeah, Canada won an OT, which was a crazy game against Finland, but it still felt really weird to do it in the summer. So it was nice to get back to normal and have two tournaments within half a year's time, which was great for us as hockey fans. Um, But I think just a lot of teams surprising us and shocking us. And we've seen parody in the NHL for how many years now, Nick? We're seeing parody come into junior hockey and come into this World Junior Tournament, which is great. It's just great in sports in general. But when Switzerland's winning games early in the tournament, when Czechia is doing what they're doing and getting to the gold medal game, and when Slovakia is playing well, imagine Yuri Slavkovsky was allowed to go to the World Juniors from Montreal. That probably should have happened. Maybe we can leave that alone. But man, Yuri Slavkovsky on that Slovakian team would have been deadly. But just the parody that I love, man. It's been so fun to watch the last couple weeks. And yeah, just sad that it's over.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, like you said there, the summer gave us a great moment with McTavish there and the OT winner from the boys. But... This was a great tournament. Like I said, start to finish the teams were competitive and I mean like you said credit to Czechia, credit to Slovakia. There were great games from the Swiss and the Germans sprinkled throughout. It was fun hockey no matter what teams were on. It's not every year at the World Juniors that I'm watching every random game in the afternoon, right? Like you always tune in for Canada, US, Sweden, Russia, etc., but Not many times in the past have I caught myself midday watching uh, Latvia, Austria relegation round, and I was this year because there's good players everywhere and the quality of the hockey's drastically gone up over the last couple of years alone. And the last thing I want to say there on the tournament overall is shout out to Halifax and Moncton. I can't think of a better place for the tournament to come back to. That was an absolutely amazing atmosphere there. Fans are so into it. I mean, I feel like a lot of junior rinks across Canada, that's the case. Obviously, a lot of junior rinks and and smaller towns in
1: Europe as well, that's going to
0: be the case. But that was just an
1: unreal atmosphere, eh? Yeah, Gord Miller on one of the broadcasts, I guess it was a Canadian game, he said the building is actually shaking. And you could see it on some camera shots, some camera shots that – panned over to the crowd like the camera was shaking that's how crazy that barn was going so it's cool when it's in a more small arena which sometimes it is for the most part in Gothenburg Sweden next year that's going to be unreal those Swedish fans last time it was there Nick we remember the Finns I think it was Kasperi Kapanen's, uh goal uh, against them when it was in Sweden so that was a tough one I remember Rasmus Ristolainen had a big goal as well uh, against Sweden so uh, it's going to be fun in Sweden but in Halifax look great I, I wish we could have been there maybe the next time It's in Canada, Uh, we can go as hockey collective, but uh, just a fun tournament overall. And I know why you were watching the relegations, Nick. You were looking for my guy, Finn Van E on Austria. I know you're a fan now, so I like it. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Forgot his name till right now. But (laughs) like I said, even that was good hockey. So all in
0: all, kudos to uh, the IHF. Kudos to all the teams that were in it because that was an unreal tournament. And I don't, I haven't seen anybody disagreeing with that, right? Like everybody's on board. This was a great tournament, and it feels right, like you said, to have it back between Boxing Day and into the new year. No more summer shenanigans. We want real world juniors. But let's dive right into the gold medal game here. I know that's what you're itching to talk about. Canada knocks off Czechia, Czech Republic in the gold medal game. It got a little bit closer. It got a little bit too close to comfort, but talk me through the game, what you saw, what you liked and how nervous you got
1: there. Yeah. As Canadian hockey fans, as you turn to your buddy in the third period and say, you know what? This was kind of an anticlimactic game. Like what an easy win for team Canada Two nothing. We got this in the bag, but no, that wasn't the case. Team Czechia showed why they were in the gold medal game. And yeah, Maybe a goal or two was lucky. The one off the post that Yuri Coolidge ended up jamming in. That's just a regular goal. And then obviously one off a shin pad of Ethan Del Mastro uh, is an unfortunate uh, play and a bad puck luck for Team Canada. But the Czechs deserved it. They really deserved it. They at least needed to get that game to overtime the way that Thomas Suhanik was playing in between the pipes for them. So uh, after getting run over and then making some big saves, especially with that left leg, he really deserved it. We'll talk about him a bit later, maybe when we throw out our all-star teams for the tournament. But um, I love what the Czechs did. They are so fun to watch. And I don't want to compare them to Slovakia, Nick, because they used to be one. They used to be Czechoslovakia, but they play a very similar style. Like their forwards are big. They can drive the net. They can cause havoc in front of the goaltender and that's what czechia did for throughout the tournament but uh, an exciting win and obviously the golden goal by dylan gunther uh, we'll never forget it i don't know how many times you watched it nick but it was about 40 for me
0: yeah no that's an awesome moment one that we'll always remember but like you said kudos to czechia they play smart hockey with skilled players that work hard and really that's the recipe especially at a young age We saw at times through the tournament Canada trying to get too fancy, trying to do too much themselves, getting away from their system, whether it's on offense or defense. Things that happen with 17, 18, 19-year-old kids, it's bound to happen. But Czechia, they bought into their system, same as the Slovaks did, and it showed, right? Um, it's funny you say that uh, there's a little bit of confidence there in the third period, maybe being a Leafs fan, but I'm a little bit jaded. I was pretty worried throughout there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Milic, it's a big saves when they needed it. Obviously, he did in uh, the semifinal game. But um, in terms of players who stood out to you in that gold medal game, because it wasn't Connor Bedard like it had been throughout the tournament. They had to rely on other guys.
1: Yeah, I liked what Shane Wright brought as the captain. Obviously, scored a beautiful goal to put Team Canada up 2-0. But throughout the tournament, he showed that he's a 200-foot player. And maybe he wasn't putting up points like a Stankoven or a Bedard. But I thought Shane Wright was a really big part of that victory uh, for Team Canada. On the back end, man, Brant Clark and Tyson Hines. Those guys eat pucks. They eat a lot of minutes. Tyson Hines saw a ton of ice time, especially with a couple penalty kills. And we don't even need to talk about... All the great defensemen the Anaheim Ducks have in the pipeline—it is ridiculous—and it's obviously led by Jamie Drysdale, who's injured right now in the National Hockey League. But Tyson Hines and Brandt Clark also stood out on the back end. And how about for Team Czechia? Like Sabres fans have to be pumped, Nick, about Uri Kulich, right? Like he was great—he showed his power, he showed his strength—and a guy I really like. I don't know if you'll agree, but David Juracek, this guy is a beast. All from the tying goal against Sweden to send that game to overtime to get Czechia the heroics and the overtime win. But like, just. Watching him play, he's so calm back there. He almost seems like he's like 27, 28 years old, but we know that's not the case. Yeah, no, he looks unreal back there. And um, I, I want to give myself some
0: praise on a couple guys that we talked about in the pre-tournament episode there. Uh, Logan Stankoven had an amazing tournament, similar like he did in the summer. And, and Brendan Offman, I think that's just a guy who works and he showed it night in, night out. Didn't matter if the boys were clicking on offense or not earlier in the tournament he was in their faces. He was laying the body. He was getting pucks back, and he's getting shots on net. So those are two dudes that I absolutely loved. Um, Mac, we got to give him his credit, even though he's not here. Said in the pre-tournament episode, Canada over Czechia in the gold medal final. We both had a pretty funny reaction on camera to that, but all in all, he ended up being right. So I don't know. I think uh, I think he might have been uh, fortune-telling a little bit there. Anything else you want to touch on on Canada throughout the tournament other than the obvious Connor Bedard?
1: First of all, love that Mac called the final. That was awesome. Uh, I think he said that the Canadians might crush them. I wish he called a gold medal or a gold medal winning goal in overtime. That would have been great. But we definitely got to give Mac a, a lot of credit for that. Obviously, the Czechs had a really good team, a tough group, but they prevailed. And as you said, played some great hockey. Yeah, Connor Bedard, what else can we say? Uh, I just want to see him in the National Hockey League right now. But his focus now is going back to the dub and, and playing some great hockey and maybe trying to win a championship there. But Something you said a few minutes ago, it's like Team Canada did mature a little after Game 1, where... You're trying two Michigans in game one. Uh, Like, I think that rubbed people the wrong way. Not myself, really. Like, I was like, Team Canada is going to be Team Canada. They can try Michigan's all they want. It didn't really bother me that much, Nick. But I think their game just matured as the tournament went on. And them being the favorite, they showed why they were the favorite of the tournament. We said in our pre-tourney episode, they just needed to get some goaltending. And it didn't happen from Gojo at the beginning of the tournament. Millich caught fire, ran with it. And and obviously, it's a a big part of why Team Canada comes out with the goal. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. Connor Bedard. We got to give him his praise. He was
0: amazing. This is a tournament we're going to remember forever because of him. Uh, I want to shout out him as well for the post-game presser there on the ice. Great comments by him. Stupid question by the reporter. We don't have to get into that. Like we need better, uh, better questions on the ice two minutes after they won. But um, got to give him some love because what he did this tournament was insane. Uh, I also want to talk about Adam Fantilli quick. Um, Nathan Grav, our buddy on Twitter yesterday, said over the last seven years, only two other Canadian forwards besides Fantilli have recorded five or more points in the World Juniors in their draft year. Those two players are Connor Bedard and Lafreniere. So a lot of hate for Fantilli this tournament. I liked him. I I mean, he wasn't putting up the points that Bedard is. He's on pace with Leo Carlson and Chale or Sale or however you say it on uh, the checks there. Like he did... What you would expect an undrafted player to do, right? Like he was working hard. He did what he could in limited minutes. I honestly like the way that he played. He didn't quite live up to my MVP pick pre tournament, but I like the way he played. What did you think about Fantilli's game?
1: Yeah, right as he was dropped from the top six to the fourth line, I think your MVP pick probably wasn't going to happen. But the big part about Adam Fantilli, was that he went from being a top or a second line player and he got into that fourth line role and he ran with it. He was great on the fourth line. You talk about Brennan Othman kind of laying the body having big hits, he had a big hit in the gold medal game, man, Adam Fantilli was doing the same thing. He was running around on the four check. He was trying to create loose pucks for his fourth line. And that's what they're going out there to do. And I don't think he's probably ever played in a fourth line role in his entire life. So did his draft stock, draft stock rise? Did he go above Connor Bedard? No, no one expected him to, Bedard's going to go one. Fantilli's probably going top three, top five at the worst. Um, but for next year, Nick, Does Adam Fantilli just become the captain of this team? And does he become the main guy for the 2024 tournament? I really think that's going to be the case. I think this tourney helped him a lot. He saw a good leader in Shane Wright. I think he's almost the perfect fit for a leader next next year.
0: Yeah, I like that point by you there. Um, it was interesting. Scott Wheeler had it on Twitter. There's only four players on Team Canada eligible to return next year, and one of them is Connor Bedard. So in all likelihood, only three players from this team are playing on the team next year, whereas the U.S. has 10 eligible, one of which is Logan Cooley. He's already right at the top of U.S. all-time leaderboards in the World Juniors. So if he happened to come back, I don't expect it. I think he'll be playing pro next year. But if Cooley were back on Team USA next year, he would put up a number of points as uh as the whole team usa did in the bronze medal game there <laughs> walk me through a crazy
1: roller coaster bronze medal game there between the u.s and sweden nick i don't even know where to start like you look down like let's say you like check twitter for a second you look up there was two goals scored it was ridiculous they started the highlight pack at 5-5 there had already been 10 goals scored in the game and they were starting highlight packs because you just can't show 15 goals so uh it was an absolutely crazy game at one point All my money would have been on Sweden at another point in the game. All my money would have been on the United States, but it was a fun back and forth from the States taking the lead late to Sweden, tying it even later in the third period when it looked like the game winner was coming from USA and then into overtime, Maybe a bit of a lazy play, just uh, one of those brain cramps in overtime uh, that lets Team USA and Chaz Lucius, yes, one of the best names in hockey. We can say it here because everyone's been saying it, go in and score on the backhand for his hat trick goal. So Jets fans are excited about Chaz Lucius. You mentioned Logan Cooley being the third overall pick. I just think he's going to rip it up once he comes into the National Hockey League. And quickly, to your point about draft-eligible players to Canada, is Shane Wright one of them? Uh, I think he might be. As Is he not?
0: No, he, his birthday was yesterday, it the was day yesterday. that they
1: won, which means he's too old during the tournament next year. Okay. I was going to say if Shane Wright was another one, like that'd just be a weird thing. If maybe he didn't make the Kraken and he was in the American hockey league, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think Connor Bedard at this tournament though. Like we were saying about Slavkoski, maybe Montreal should have let him go. Like whoever has Bedard next year. Like let's say he just comes out and is slow to start in his NHL career. Probably not going to happen. Man, he'd break all the records if he was on Team Canada yeah. next year. Hey, I, I don't
0: foresee it happening, but I am all for Connor Bedard and Logan Cooley getting sent down to the World Juniors next year exactly. and going head-to-head. I would absolutely love that. Smash all those records, set new point totals. I am all for it. I mean, talking about Sweden here, I wanted to touch on Fabian Lysil. That's just about as disappointing as a tournament you can have. You don't want to harp on a teenage kid. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure playing for your country on this stage. I get it for sure. But that's a first-rounder who was predicted to be the leader of their team. He finishes the tournament with not only zero points, but gets kicked out for a 5 in a game in the bronze medal game for head contact and a slew foot on the same hit. Outside of him... What did you like about Sweden? And what were they lacking to, again, fall
1: short of a medal? They were lacking an offensive game. And it started because a guy like Fabian Lysel at one point was your 13th forward. I think he started as the 13th forward in that bronze medal game before he got kicked out. And obviously the coach sees nothing in his game that makes him worthy of playing top six minutes. So I bet he just felt that he had to make an impact. Did he go and try to get a headshot and a slew foot in the same play? Probably not. He's just going to lay the body, maybe trying to send a message saying, I'm ready to play here. I'm ready to go back up onto the one of the top lines. Uh, But unfortunately he gets kicked out and I don't think Bruins fans should be too worried. Nick, Fabian Lysel, is probably going to be a really, really good player. Uh, But from Sweden as a whole, we all like Leo Carlson's game. Like, I don't think he's NHL ready next year. He's very tall and lanky. He can probably get a couple more years of development and maybe he's a three or four pick like Adam Fantilli might be. But Leo Carlson looked really, really confident. And then another guy Uh, Sandine Pelika. How about him on the back end? The poise that he shows. He's got the cage going. He looks like any of us playing beer league, but way more skilled and way more poised with the puck. I really like what Sandine Pelika brought uh, on Team Sweden on the back end.
0: I was going to touch on him as well. Absolutely loved his game. He got more and more minutes as the tournament went on. He played the most minutes of any Swedish D in the gold medal game and in their semifinal, or sorry, in the bronze medal game and their semifinal game there. Absolutely loved him. Uh, Leo Carlson agreed. Great shot, great smarts and sense out there. I think his first couple strides are pretty slow. Couple like puck battles in the corner. He's the last man in. Just things like that that he's going to work on. And again, the ice size changing as it plays a factor in that. But um, Ogren, a little bit disappointing. Rosean, unreal shot. Love to see that from him. His name, changed, eh? His name
1: changed. His name just changed to Isaac Rosean. Where did that come from?
0: Yeah, we have been calling him Isaac Rosen for years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, also wanted to touch on Limbaugh. Uh He was great through the tournament, and then. I mean, a lot of things caused them to lose that bronze medal game. You can't be giving up seven goals when, what, three or four of them
1: shouldn't have gone in and wouldn't have gone in on them earlier in the tournament. Would he potentially have won goaltender of the tournament if that game never happened? Like, he might have. The Slovakian goalie won it. You can have argued that Suhanik in in between the pipes for Czechia could have won it. But Lindbaum was unreal within the first few games of the tournament, even moving forward into the elimination games. And then I know team USA made a goalie switch when they pulled Augustine and brought in Caden Emberko and obviously ended up winning a bronze medal with Emberko in between the pipes, which was really, really cool. But Nick, I would have done the same thing with Lindbaum. I would have got him out of that game once that fifth goal went in. Start the third period with your second goalie. I'm, I'm shocked Sweden didn't do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then one other team that you touched on earlier that I want to give a little bit of love to here before we wrap up the, the rundown portion here, is Slovakia. They played great. I know your boy, Simon Nemec, he, he was having a great tournament. You hate him, drove me Drove me crazy know. a little bit. Drove me crazy a little bit, but he's a great player. They got a lot of good pieces in Slovakia. That's a team that could, again, do some damage next year because they have a lot of returning eligible players. What did you like from them? And how far can you see them climbing the ladder here?
1: Yeah, Slovakia is a really exciting team. And yes, Simo Nemec, will talk about it. But man, that guy's got some fire. He clearly shows that he is an emotional hockey player. Uh, whether he's slamming his stick on the boards, looking for a call or he's doing something on the ice. When the refs were uh, deciding whether to give him a major or a minor penalty in the penalty box, he was like talking to them. He was like getting in their ear. I absolutely love that. I think Nemec is going to be a great player for the New Jersey Devils. And side note, scary to think that they'll have Nemec, like they're going to have Luke Hughes on the back end, Nick. Are you kidding me? He looks like an NHL player already, rocking his brother's number two. That was sick from Luke Hughes. But quickly on Slovakia, uh, you just got to love what they have in the future um philip mayshar the habs are excited about slavkovsky they really got to be excited about that kid talk about quick strides instead of maybe the first two being slow with another player like leo carlson on sweden yeah. Meshar gets up there really quickly so you got to be excited about him the forwards are really uh kind of coming of age in slovakian hockey which we love to see and next year i wouldn't be shocked if they got past that first elimination game and potentially made it to a semifinal.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But uh, now that we've touched on just about all the uh, names that highlighted the tournament, um, the media all stars always gets done right. Um, this year went to Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, and Yuri Kulich for the three forwards ludwig Janssen and david iracek for the defense and thomas suhanik was the goalie as you said um guyan i think his name was for slovakia he got the actual goaltender of the tournament but the media goalie went to suhanik makes sense they got to the gold medal game he stood on his head throughout but ty i want to know since you are a part of the media as well who's your all-star
1: team coming out of this tournament Oh man, is this a bad thing that it's virtually the exact same thing except one player? So took, I got Connor Bedard. Sorry, you took Yansen out. Uh, no, I Ooh. took a forward out. I took uh, I took Yuri Kulich out. Um, Ooh. unfortunately for for checks and they have a silver medal, but I did take Yuri Kulich out. So I went with Bedard. What else do you got to say? There's nothing else to say about Connor Bedard. Went with Logan Cooley. Kid was rocking 92 at the World Juniors. If you're rocking a high number at the World Juniors, you're going to put up points, and he's a dynamic player. And I went with Dylan Gunther. Like, I don't know about you, but just because he got the golden goal is not why he is on this team. He killed it on the power play, he took a lot of one-timers from Connor Bedard, which is nice, but I thought he made an impact. So I'm going with Dylan Gunther with seven goals, six of them on the power play, and on the back end, yes, you Jansen fourth rounder by the way never scored what more than two goals in any league before this and all of a sudden had four in this tournament so maybe found some offense with a couple guys not being uh, given to the tournament like a Simon Edmondson so he took a step up Nick and yes Thomas Suhanik is my goaltender Uh, Nick I'm hoping he gets drafted I really hope he either gets signed or drafted it's going to be such a good story
0: I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will after a tournament like that. That's awesome. And even his interviews and just the character that he showed throughout, like that's a, a competitor, right? Through and through. So I think he'll get drafted for sure. Um, similarly up front, I got Bedard and Cooley. Uh, I kept Coolidge, so mine is the same as the media team. I think Coolidge was clutch for them. Uh, obviously led the way for them in goals. I think he had seven there, which is unreal. Uh, I got check on the back end still. Uh, and then I was debating between Ryan Ufko but I went with David Spoczek from the Czechs as well. He had a great tournament at both ends of the ice, whereas Ufko was a little bit more offensive there for this uh, for the States. Um, and then in net, like you said, Suhanik, I, I don't think there's too much of an argument there. I understand why Slovakia's goalie got it, but I think it's got to
1: go to the Czech there. He got them to where they were. And we either could have had Stanislav Swozil, Svo- right? The Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets pick, the captain of that team, he easily could have been on the media all-star team. He was just a, a really nice guy to have on the back end, obviously with the, the two guys we brought up. But uh, yeah. Czechia, they pretty much build from the back end out. Uh, Mac really loved their goaltending. He was right mm-hmm. about it. And the forwards just kind of showed up, and that's what got them a, a silver medal in this tournament. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I have Coven
0: there as an honorable mention. I have uh, Wah there as an honorable mention as well. Snuggerud could be
1: up there. Uh, any others from you that we missed? Yeah, um, Stan Coven played well. Um, I think Team Canada picked him as one of their top three forwards of the tournament. Joshua, what else can you say? And a guy who you really like, I thought Brendan Othman made an impact. Maybe it didn't happen on the score sheet a lot. Like, I don't think he got a point until a couple games in, but just laying the body, doing what he does best in the Ontario Hockey League. I liked Othman's game on Team Canada.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I am a Brennan Othman guy. And as you and I said over text, we are both Zach Dean guys too. Oh, yeah, that kid's a beauty, right? Beauty. <laughs> He's not making. Uh, he's not making the all-star team, but Zach Dean. That's a dude that's on a winning team every time. Um, to wrap up the 2023 tournament here, uh, looking ahead to the 2024 Group A and Group B pools. There's some fun pools, fellas. There's some fun pools in Group A. We've got first place Canada, third place, or sorry, fourth place Sweden fifth place Finland, and then we got eighth and ninth Germany and Latvia. That is a top-heavy division, Canada, Sweden, Finland, and Group A. Group B, that leaves us with Czechia, the U.S., and Slovakia. If it's the same tournament as this year, those are three heavy hitters, too. Like, there's uh, there's no easy outs there. If it's a little bit more like past year's, Maybe the U.S. walks away with that division. Who knows? Um, but also Switzerland in that pool and then Norway, they won the tournament last year. You said that on the last episode there, I believe um, Norway climbs into this pool or top tier tournament for next year. Um, So that's it for uh, that's it for 2023. Outlines 2024, like we said, we hope Bedard and Cooley are there, but we doubt it. Um, but I think that's going to wrap us up here and take us towards people forget. We've both got a World Juniors theme, people forget.
1: So why don't you kick it off, bud? All right, minds of people forget that maybe uh, people never even knew. But with all these records, like Connor Bedard's breaking records, you're seeing Peter Forsberg's face and name all over a lot of these offensive records. Let's go with another record. Maybe people forgot that the record for games played in the world juniors is by a german forward nick i won't even test you because it's really hard but it's Jochen Hesch. remember him on the buffalo sabers scored a couple big playoff goals for them he had 26 games played which is the record in the world juniors there's another guy with 26 but never played in the national hockey league bjorn christian um from i think it was switzerland but Jochen Hesch, man four world junior tournaments Uh, he scored five and seven games in 1995 but uh he was a big body on those teams um, in Buffalo, way back when, when I was growing up watching them, they yeah. they had the great jersey. Max Afanaganov was doing his thing, but uh, the games played record was uh, from a German forward. I never would have guessed that. I never would have
0: guessed that either. And, and he is a Sabres legend, as you said. That's a name that I should remember a little bit more than I do. Uh, my people forget this week to follow you up there. It was talked about through this tournament a fair bit that Team Sweden has now only won one gold in the last 42 years. That was 2012, and my people forget it, is just how that went down. It was a one-nothing overtime win over Russia, one of the most boring world junior gold medal games in history not just recent memory but I just think that's so wild a that Sweden has gone that long with only one gold. that's four decades of talent that's Peter Forsberg Daniel and Henrik Sedin Daniel and Matt Sundin all the way through to guys like Nicholas Backstrom and guys in recent years like William Nylander I mean it's ridiculous that Sweden's only got one gold, and the fact that their win was a one nothing overtime win uh, I believe Mika Zibanejad got the OT winner. Kuznetsov won uh, MVP that year, so they didn't even have the MVP on their gold medal winning team. Russia was a, a wild team that year. They had Vasilevsky and Makarov. Do you remember those tandems in net there? That was crazy. I think Yakupov was on that team, but I just love looking at old tournament rosters and stuff like that, and that's just such a wild one
1: to me that they're only gold in the last four decades. The one nothing overtime win. Yeah, easily could have been a loss if Russia just went back the other way. And it was a weird play from Zabanajad. The puck was like lying at the blue line. There were two Russian players around it, and he just kind of swooped in and took it, went in, backhanded one. And talk about a complete opposite golden goal celebration to after Dylan Gunther scored, where he forgot to discard everything, which you usually do. Mika Zabanajad discarded everything in like t-minus one second his gloves his helmet his stick was gone Mika advantage absolutely lost it i get chills thinking about that that was a, an unbelievable moment for sweden
0: yeah that was uh that was a crazy tournament overall lots of uh lots of good players in that one lots of memorable moments i think that one was in calgary right calgary and you know edmonton so. maybe yeah um but yeah that's gonna do it for this episode here any final thoughts from you ty
1: Just pumped up to get back to focusing on the National Hockey League. And this is our favorite time of the year. Me, you and Matt can agree. Like the World Juniors is probably the best hockey tournament on the history of the earth. Maybe excluding the men's and women's Olympic uh, tournaments, which we know NHL players haven't been to for a while. But no, I'm just pumped up for next tournament and already pumped up to see Connor Bedard in the National Hockey League after what he did. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Whoever gets him is going to be one lucky team, but that's going to do it for episode 16 of the Hockey Collective Show. Check us out on socials. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you are watching or listening. And We'll see you next week for, as Tyler said, some NHL coverage.